Hey guys. <laughs> say it at the same time. It's Nurse D. And Nurse C. And we're back with another episode of Stethoscopes and Suitcases. This is SNS with DNS. Straight healthcare content from the best. Just two RNs all day and night. One at the bed, one catching flights. You're busy scheduling classes or even clocking in. Don't forget to listen from beginning to the end. We're here to talk, we're here to listen. This podcast is truly hitting from daily news to nursing world. Adjust your volume because here we go. All right, and now it's time for ain't that, ain't some, that shit? some shit? Oh shit! Here we go All right. again. Um, today's article comes from usnews.com, and the headline says that a drug used to prevent miscarriages may be upping cancer rates decades later. So I thought this was pretty interesting. Um, it says kids born to moms who took a drug widely used to prevent miscarriages in the 1950s and 1960s may be twice as likely to develop cancer in adulthood. The drug in, in question is hydroxyprogesterone caproate, also known as OHPC or 17-OHPC. It's a man-made version of the hormone progesterone. It is no longer used to reduce the chances of miscarriage, but it's still prescribed to prevent preterm birth under the trade name McKenna. Progesterone may help a uterus grow during pregnancy and keep it from contracting and resulting in preterm labor. In October of 2020, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration Center for Drug Evaluation and Research called for this drug's removals from the market because it didn't seem to work all that well, but no official action has been taken yet. While the risk of all type of cancer was increased, offspring who were exposed to this miscarriage prevention drug had nearly five times the risk of developing colon and rectal cancers, and almost four times the risk of prostate cancer in young adulthood when compared to those whose mothers didn't take this drug. Still, the study was not designed to say how or even if the use of this drug directly increases cancer risk, but the researchers have their theories. It is an endocrine disruptor and interferes with the action of the hormones in our body early during early fetal development, and that may lead to cancer later in life for the offspring, said the author, Caitlin Murphy. She is an assistant professor and epidemiologist at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas. This isn't the first time a hormonal drug used during pregnancy was linked to cancer risk in offspring, she noted. Um, when researchers compared cancer risk among those whose mother took this drug during pregnancy, they found that the children of 181 women were more than twi- twice as likely to be diagnosed with all types of cancer in adulthood, and 65% of these diagnoses occurred in people younger than the age of 50. That's wild. All right, and then it just keeps going on, you know, a little bit more. It's a like a super long article, but I just think it's wild that, I mean... You know, getting into altering your body and, you know, the way it was supposed to be and the way everything's supposed to carry out, um, that you do run a risk. Everything has a risk and they say um, everything is a risk for cancer. But I just think that that's wild that people that took this specific drug are linked to a greater increase of having cancer and they're just trying not to have a miscarriage. Like, So is it that the patient who who ingested the medication is at greater risk or the offspring is at greater risk? 
Both. Both. Yeah. When you look at it that way, like, um, what's the greater good type thing? You prevent yeah, like a you miscarriage you do, so you don't want a death. But then you could risk you could potentially increase the risk of cancer, which, you know, depending on what type, it doesn't have good prognosis. Um, even though we're in like twenty twenty. One. Yeah, I was gonna say they're getting better with like cancer research and things, but, but still it's a long way to go. And knowing right. that you are pre almost like not even predisposed, but like you're almost it's almost like guaranteed to get it. From yeah, this that's a high percentage. Like, Listen, the percentage mm-hmm. for that they at sixty five percent. That's just about as good that's as like Johnson Johnson COVID vaccine. Johnson, yeah. That's, well, not the best. And you know what? I just wanted to say, like, I was as I was reading more. It's not sixty six percent effective. It's sixty six percent effective in preventing uh, reactions and like uh, like um, side effects. That's what is. That's what no. It is. The actual vaccine is sixty five percent or sixty sixty four percent effective in severe COVID, preventing you having severe. Let's COVID. look this up because when I looked at it today, I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't think that's the case. Alright, so we took a little break to like look up some info to make sure that we were giving you guys correct information. So what it is, is that um, there's different percentages for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And it's saying it's 66% effective for like moderate to severe COVID, which I'm not sure. And I don't think Nurse C is sure of um, what what qualifies for moderate to severe. But in America alone, it's roughly around 72% effective but um, needless to say, it's still less effective than any other vaccine is out besides potentially AstraZeneca because I'm not sure what their numbers are. Oh, I was reading on AstraZeneca today. Oh, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. We'll see, yeah. But I'm going to have to look into it more. They, they've still got a lot of uh, grunt work mm-hmm. to do. But as far as defining like the severe or the moderate to severe COVID, I've been trying to get an answer for myself because... Some patients have severe COVID. You know, those are going to be the ones that end up on the ventilators and have multi-system organ failure and stuff like that. But at what point is it two organs that fail and then I go from moderate, now I'm severe, or how does it work? I'm not Mm -hmm. completely sure. But all of the vaccines are actually categorized like this. It's just they end up with a higher number thrown out there. So Moderna, Pfizer, they all have the mild to this mild to moderate moderate to severe and they have different percentages for them and it's usually about an average of it all um but yeah johnson and johnson 72 percent overall but it's still the one shot and from what i'm hearing from people that's getting it they're not really having a side effect so gotcha all right so um yeah back to uh just really quickly i was like a little excerpt (laughs) we wanted to give you guys really quickly but um back to the conversation of the uh, ain't this some shit uh only thing i wanted to say with that with that is is that with a lot of medicine just in general they'd be used for like off-label uses or we use it and we don't really know the Mm -hmm. full 
effect that it could cause. Like that's the gamble that we take in healthcare. Is that a lot of times you that's that's science. That's yeah, medicine, like yes, right? I said like in healthcare, like you take a gamble, like it doesn't. It can always you always want it to be positive. The outcome is to be positive. The research is to show a positive outcome, but it doesn't always um, come out that way. You not maybe like you know fifteen years down the line. Or 40 years down the line, you realize this is why I'm having this symptom or this disease or whatever. So it sucks because you're trying to prevent a, a miscarriage and, and, and have a healthy child. And then you could end up, you know. And God knows, like, once women, like, start having miscarriage, it might not be their first mm-hmm. one. It might not be, who knows? It's just, it's hard. So at what choice, like, are you willing to risk? giving yourself cancer or your child cancer to Absolutely. have this child. I wonder how many would have said, um, if they knew the risk, how many would have said to still do it? Yeah, You never know. Hard. But yeah. Even having kids of my own, like, oh, well, would you have not had them if you known they would have gotten cancer? And it's like, fuck, like, that's tough. I just, um, prayers for everybody that's going through this that didn't realize it. I mean, this was kind of shocking to me because... You know, you hear about side effects and medicines, but you don't really see it kind of correlate together. But to me, this one's kind of yeah. fucked up. All right. And now it's time for a topic of the week. This um, comes at any stage in nursing, in any any portion of nursing. Uh, we're talking about building relationships and how do you go from one step to the next step to the next step so co-workers to associates to friends well, to hello, even like friend. besties and family, family okay good. so um we you all you all have that one friend at work that like if they left today you would be like so hurt but would y'all talk after y'all left like would y'all have some common ground to continue y'all friendship and and and, and relationship would you would you not what about you nursey yeah. Um, right now where I'm working at, I'm just really chasing the bag. Yeah. So these people is cool. But I can honestly say none of them have become my friends. Um, they're all, a, well, not even all of us. A lot of them are coworkers. Some of them are like naysayers and I just rather not, you know, everybody you can't please everybody. And I've learned that. Um, so the naysayers I stick away from the ones that are coworkers, they're cool, whatever they come in, they do their job. Um, the ones that are associates, they cool, but they, I don't know that they'll ever be anything more than associates. And because we're traveling, um, I can't see us all that. All right, let's get the next assignment together. I mean, if we do, that's cool, but I can't see it being any more like we can hang out, we can go eat, but I feel like it's all convenience because we're all here together in the same boat right now. Um, at my last job, I do feel like I made a really good friend. Um, and it was that type of thing where you felt like, you know, if they not here, what the fuck am I staying around for? And you don't want to be emotionally attached, but sometimes that's what keeps you going, keeps you afloat type of thing. So, um, yeah, but here, no, I don't feel like. I don't, I don't have any friends. I have some associates that I talk to on a regular basis. Some of them work, like, right hand-to-hand. Um, but it's not like... I feel like the relationship I have with you is way different. I can give you advice. I can take constructive criticism type of thing. I don't feel like I can tell these people that type of stuff. We're not there yet. And our... 
values and dreams and aspirations down the line and they don't have to but i just feel like we don't we don't connect on that level so i'm open okay. to it but um no not so much i'm it's a lot i I'm, i don't just take in a ton of friends i feel like so gotcha gotcha all right what well i'm you, on Nursie? like the other yes i'm on the other end of the spectrum the nursey um you know how they have that saying like gay for the stay when like when you're in prison I feel like I have friends for the time being when I'm at work. Like, I literally form bonds with people that, like, once we leave, most of them I don't talk to anymore. But a lot of them I still talk to to this day. We text, we call, we hang out, um, we go to each other's houses. It's 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 funny that, like, you be like, oh, we only got a work relationship. But then when you get outside of work, you have so many other things in common or things that just, just connect you to the person. Mm-hmm. Um Everywhere I go, I I always find someone. You and like we said, like in a previous episode, it's usually the older ladies. But I do end up finding people my age to like hang out with. And you know, I started traveling. When I was 22, 23. I was young. Like I was partying. So like we'll find people like that. And then I have people that I still talk to that were like you know aunties, um, maybe like big sisters, um, big brothers. So like we still talk. I so I. The friends that I do make in at work that like we really click, I do value them and I, I talk to them and we check up on each other. And like if I send you funny memes, then I know like like we friends. So like, OK, we send the memes, then we cool. We friends. No, if I don't send I can, you no meme. I feel like I can send memes to associates all day, but that don't no, mean my friends. No, I may it's show like, them my phone, but I'm not I'm not sending it to you because you're not it's not worth the effort. Like, no. Cause it's like okay, I send you a meme, it's ah, ha ha ha. But like with my friends, like if I send you a meme, like we laughing about it, we gonna talk about it, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I feel like with my associates or coworkers, like I might just be like, oh yeah, I might reference one, but I ain't about to go out my way to be like, let me click send. Nah, uh, nah. I just feel like a friend is somebody that I can welcome into my home and around my kids, and I mean that's what it be for me. And a lot of these mm-hmm. people would be like, man. It's not nothing wrong with them per se. I'm just not on that level with them. Maybe I haven't been here long right, enough. Right, right. Maybe we haven't gotten to that point. But I definitely like we definitely talk off text offhand. Um, and I, we definitely send and share memes and stuff. I don't. Know. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I yeah. So okay, this is how I feel like it, it goes. Okay, so you have. You go to a job and you you kind of like are peeping on people to see like who does what, who says what. Because I used to be the one that you you said like naysayer. I used to be the one that would be like, oh my God, like everything is negative and da 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 And I think within the last like couple of months, like I was just like, I don't have, like I can't continue to be negative. Like, yes, a job sucks. Either you deal with it, get your check you impact lives and go home or you can leave and go somewhere else. So either you're going to complain about it and deal with it or make it the best of what you can, or you're going to complain about it and leave. So I always right. feel like make it, make it the best that you can for whatever situation that you're in. Like the job I'm in now, I didn't try to leave like three, four times. I ain't left yet. Clearly it's something about it that I like. Um, I don't believe in being negative, but I would, I would hang around the people that would say the negative things. So I can jump on the bandwagon and be like, Oh yeah, girl. Da, 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 da. Nah. So now I hang out with the girls that's like, 
they about their bag, like they yeah. in relationships, like they from other states. Because I want to know when I go to your your state, when I'm in your city, we linking, like we gonna link up. Like I want to have a good time. So this is about like positive energy, um, positive like positive people. Um, yes. I will say I, I tend to gravitate to people towards more like my that structure my life. So like I hang out with people that's like similar to me if you're not similar to me then i'm not hanging out with you like it's just simple and i realized i hang out with a variety of people like race background gender creed whatever you it don't matter if you cool we're gonna hang out together and if you did some illegal stuff or you did some stuff like look this is what i do but you ain't supposed to do this then we cool we can hang i must consider you an associate at work not just a co-worker because i know right. you and i see you and we see each other so <laughs> So I would say that that's my whole little spiel for how I how I set up my friendships and how I how I keep them. Uh, I I could do better with texting. I could do better with calling. But we definitely like we don't let too much time go by without like making sure people are still alive. You know, like girls, you what is going on? Social media, I will say, is like if I if I tell you my my screen name or username, just know. We locked in for life because now you see a whole nother world. Like now you see a whole nother genre. So we good. Like we, we, we in, we friends. We in, we, we coworkers and we friends. Okay. So nursey, is there a way that you can start off as coworkers, go to associates, maybe even friends and then jump back? Like jump backwards. Like you fall on off the, like you jump back on, on the, on the scale. You know how you feel like, mother may I have five steps. Yeah. So I feel like um, kind of like that situation you brought up last episode with that coworker of yours um, who you thought y'all was cool. And then oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, went yeah. and used your information against yourself. He definitely is a bottom of the totem pole worker now. Like, no, we ain't never going to mm-hmm. be cool. It's never going to be nothing. Um, but I do think... That if you've been like backstabbed or you've had issues or something at work, um, I've seen it myself where it is people that you might have once took, you know, as a homie, you know, associate type. And then you experience some, not going to say traumatic stuff, but it's be like some sucker ass shit. And it's like, no, I fuck you. So a uh, great example, the unit clerk at my last job. She, we were cool. We was planning trips and everything with her. And she just turned out to be a, a straight fraud. She was never family. She was never like uh, somebody mm-hmm. that was like, oh, this is my mm-hmm. friend. But she was a good associate. By the end of the day, no, she just became a yeah. co-worker. It just had to become strictly business. And some people you have to learn to distance yourself because everybody's not out here for you to thrive. Everybody don't want you to eat the same. I'm all about everybody eating, everybody doing good, everybody coming up and getting to where you want to be in life. Everybody don't have those same goals for people. So we definitely can't rock right, if right, that's right. not your goals for me. So I think it's a thing. What about you? Do you feel like Absolutely. you, go you up know, and down? certain situations dictate like isn't like just in life like you can have like really really good friends when you're in high school and college or whatever or just in life and then as you get older or as you grow or as you kind of go a different path, you kind of like separate. I feel like that was with like nursing as well, like with any relationship. And um, 
I've had, like we said, like yeah. I'm a traveler, of course. So like when we don't work together, we kind of go to different paths. So it is a thing sometimes where some people that I'm not as cool with that were like more like associates. I don't even know what you become because you're not even a coworker anymore. But like we may talk every blue moon, just a casual, hey, what's going on? Or um, seeing this on Facebook. Yeah, Dude, I still oh, consider okay. him a co-worker. I do say my ex-co-worker yeah. or my old co-worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I do, an ex-co-worker. I do that. <laughs> so y'all say like um, they get put in a sub subcategory. Um, but yeah, it, it can happen. Yeah, yeah. That, you have people yeah, that you like connect with, and you'll be yeah. lifelong like friends with, or at least semi friends. Yeah, people that you like you're close with while you're working, and then that's it. So you know, yeah, I feel like they could bounce back. And you can know you can bounce back because of like personalities are different. You know, people change. Um, We had a situation a few weeks ago. So I have a question for you, Nurse D. Um, When you feel like this person has worked their way back down and fell off the ladder, Uh what is your outwardly expression and how do you react to them at work? Is it you keeping it cool and calm and collected? Uh You giving them the side eye? You throw an attitude or what is it? If it's like just a mutual like, hey, we just friends. It's like whatever. It's like, hey, it's like that awkward like, hi, how you doing? But it's no beef, no nothing like that. I also feel like just in life, there's no reason to like just beef with people. It's pointless to me. So it's just keep it cute, keep it on mute, like keep pushing. Hey, how you doing? That's it. Cause keep we gotta work cute, together. Keep it on mute. I like that. Seriously, yeah. we gotta work together. Like. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic if you try to make it awkward. Like, no, just do what you got to do. Speak. Y'all ain't got to be best of friends. And y'all ain't got to be friends at all. Like, just right. work for y'all time. Y'all, y'all together for your hour. Y'all together. And then you go home. They go home. Yeah. So. And leave. Peace out. Okay. Um. <laughs> so. Um. Uh, you have anything else you want to add to this? No, I think I'm good. What about you? You good? I'm I'm, I'm straight. All right, so guys, yeah. that was a little segment of like how we're labeling our friends. How are you labeling or your coworkers? How are you labeling beings in your your work environment? Friends, associates, or coworkers, or family? You know? Oh yeah, they made it all the way up to they the top. They made it to the top right. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Um, Nursing SNS at gmail.com. All right. And now it's time for a positive penny. Positive Nurse, penny. Nurse, you want to go first? Sure. So my positive okay. kind of spins off a negative, um, but you always got to find a silver lining. So Absolutely. Um, out here on this travel assignment, you guys know we're like fighting COVID or whatever. Or not. Some of us have easier jobs than others. Um, and it's unfortunate, but a co-worker that, um, I guess she turned associate in this time. We was kicking and hanging out, hair, nails, dinners, all of that. It was like the main person I was hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended up coming down with COVID and it's pretty sick. Um, she's actually in ICU right now, basically fighting for her life. And it all mm-hmm. happened like rather quickly. Um, we were able to like reach out to her family down in Florida and um we get updates and everything so the positive in all of this for me is i've become their point person as she's the nurse for their family 
Mm-hmm. They don't quite understand everything that's going on and the rhyme and the reason and what the doctors are saying or what this stuff means. And they're using me as an explanation. So I talk to the boyfriend every day, twice a day, three times a day, whatever he needs wow. to be his support um, and just help them guide and make the decisions that they need to make and whatever she would have wanted on her behalf. Um, right. It's hard, but just keep praying for her. That's crazy how um, the progression of that quick progression of her, her illness. Um, that's awesome that they, they trust you and trust your knowledge and your advice. Um, yeah, that's another one of those things where like nurses are the most trusted profession, and they don't know me from a can of paint. They never met me, and two months ago, this girl was a complete stranger. So that's funny. I just found one of those articles for um, one of our. Ain't that some shit? So I guess we won't use that one, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's awesome. Okay. Um, what you got, Nurse D? The positive. So um, we are in a transitioning segment of you know COVID and the pandemic, where lots of people are getting um, vaccinated, and a lot of people are thinking they don't have to get tested. Um, for COVID once they're vaccinated. Um, but it's not true. And I think it's just a, I don't know if it's like a miseducation portion or a missed education portion. Um, but it's happening and it's happening frequently. So I, I've just been doing a lot of teaching, a lot of re-education, um, a lot of, um, just, I guess, um, reiterating what, what what was already said or just telling what needs to be said that even though if you are vaccinated um you still should be tested especially if you're around other people who are not vaccinated um just because you have the vaccine doesn't 100 percent eliminate you from getting covid uh it right. just reduces your symptoms and reduces your risk of getting it like any other is it a truck construction outside oh i'm like what is that in my ear no no (laughs) it's fine i'm like is that a truck Um, oh i hope she can't hear that all right no it's totally fine but yeah so um there's a lot of education which i love about nursing i would love it to go into patient education not 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 student education (laughs) so that's it but yeah that's good um people don't understand that the vaccine, it, it's not like the end-all, be-all. This is just mm-hmm. one step and a huge process of still understanding and working our way through as scientists and medicine workers of trying to figure out what is going to overcome this. And Yep. That's good because the, the world needs education, man. It's pivotal. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. And that's that. And that's that. And that's okay. on that. And that's that on that. So follow us at, on Instagram and Facebook at Stethoscopes and Suitcases. Um, and all in word or all words, whatever. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> send your questions, comments, concerns, um, whatevs to nursingsns at gmail.com. <laughs> all right guys until next time i feel like wait pause i feel like that's almost like a sex t- uh you know how like a point 
Hit us up at nursingsns at gmail.com. Well, see, I didn't say it that way. I said it kind of bubbly babyish. People would not assume that. See how that works? <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. Until next time. Later, Bye. Folks.